I'm asking for the bare minimum to just feel okay. And I can't do it on my own and I don't know why. Have you ever felt like there was something missing in your life? Something maybe you couldn't put a finger on, but something was missing. You know, recently I happened to come across this video on TikTok. I don't know how to describe the way in which I feel like I will always be longing for a comfort I've never even known because I've had this feeling since I was maybe eight where I would lay in bed and I would cry and sob and I would think I want to go home, I want to go home. But I was home and I think more so I just want to feel at peace in my own mind, content with my existence, and I can't. So I fill myself with substances and drugs and alcohol to try to fill this void inside me that I think knows it'll never get what it really needs because I can't be for myself what I need for myself because I don't even really know what I need but I just need to feel okay I'm asking for the bare minimum to just feel okay and I can't do it on my own and I don't know why I why not why not first of all I just wish I could give this girl a hug her honesty saying some things that maybe even some of us have thought before something's missing even though I'm home I don't feel like I'm home I felt a similar way when I was young and then one night I had a dream i share it to you really quickly. In this dream, I was in this really dark kind of place. There was stone ceiling, stone wall, stone floor. And it was like, a, it was a maze. I knew in the dream it was a maze. It was dark. Then all of a sudden, I hear from behind me in the tunnel the sound of wolves howling. And I hear feet running my direction. Of course, I'm scared to death, and I'm taking off in the opposite direction, running as hard as I can. And there's a turn, so I'm taking that turn. There's another turn, so I'm taking that turn. But even as I keep running, and it's dark, pitch black, I hear that they're getting closer and closer and closer. And they're breathing down my neck. And I know if I turn around, they'll be right there. And even as I'm running, I'm running out of strength on my own. I have nothing left to give. I'm about to collapse in this dream. My adrenaline is rushing and pumping. And it's in that moment that when I have nothing of my own left to give, I cry out, help me. Help me. And in that moment in the dream, that's when I turn a corner. And down this long, stony corridor, it's a little pinprick of light. So I'm running towards that light with all that I can, with all that I have. And as I burst through that light, that open doorway, I just want to describe to you what I saw. And as soon as I stepped into the light, I knew that whatever was in the darkness behind me could not touch me. I didn't even have to look around. I didn't have to close the door. I knew I was safe in the light. What I saw was beautiful rolling green hills, trees, the smell of flowers in the air, the birds singing, a beautiful brook, pebbles, a shepherd in the distance watching his sheep. But more so than what I saw, it was what I felt. There was light, but it was a light that wasn't just something you saw, it was something you felt. Have you ever been like absolutely like freezing from outside, it's winter, and then you go inside and take a nice warm shower? The feeling of that warm water pouring down you, that's what it felt like. The feeling of just warm water pouring over me. And in that moment, there was no other way to describe it but that I knew I was home. We've all been there. We've all been stuck in a maze. The world around us has felt really dark. We've grown up in broken homes. We've all grown up with brokenness because we live in a broken world. People have let us down, we've let people down. And there are wolves who, that are after us, that have tried to devour us. For some of us, those wolves might have been addictions, maybe past traumas, regrets, mistakes, maybe negative peer pressure, depression, suicidal thoughts. 
Maybe those wolves were demonic whisperings in the night, nightmares. You know, our culture, social media, friends, they'll tell us like, oh, here's a, there's a solution for that. Like the girl said in her video, substance, drugs, alcohol, sex, chase after all these things that will numb your pain, that will numb whatever's going on, right? That will distract you. That's what we want, right? Of course, the popular one today is, oh, the cure-all, just change your gender. That will fix everything. <laughs> FYI, in case no one has ever told you before, changing the way you look will not heal your heart. It will not take away any pain you might feel. We don't need a gender transition. Like what was sung today, we need a heart transition. We need a heart transformation. We need a heart surgeon. We have a heart surgeon. The only one who can heal our heart is the one who created our heart. And his name is Yeshua. So the only way to get out of the wolf, to get away from the wolves, is to get out of the wolves' maze. And to do that, we need a light that is stronger and more powerful than the darkness. Yeshua, as he said, John 8, again, Yeshua spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. In the dream, there was an open door I had to run through. Scripture says Yeshua is that door. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find green pasture. You know, it was beautiful what Melody shared a moment ago. It's like she read my notes. <laughs> the last song that was sung. What many of us don't realize is that we miss the garden. We miss the place where we were in God's presence, where there was no cruelty, no brokenness, no selfishness, no death, dying, pain, suffering, all the stuff we inflict upon each other. We miss the warmth, the rest, the wholeness that can only be found in God's presence. We miss that. Can we just all bow our heads really quick? If you've ever felt like you've been in a place where you are like in that maze, you've had wolves that have been running after you, trying to take control, you feel out of control, you feel like you're not able to even say no, I just want you to silently, to yourself, but to God, I want you to say, God, help me. God, help me. You can look up now. I just want to encourage you guys to make this your daily prayer. You know, when you're frustrated, when you're annoyed, when you're tired, God help me. God help me. When it's, you know, your day's going really badly, your sibling's getting on your nerves, God help me. <laughs> God help me. Be my strength. So coming back to what this girl shared in her video, longing for a home. What is a home? What, what, what's a characteristic that we can find in a home? Sorry? Trust. Trust. Belonging. Belonging, yes. Safety. Sorry? Hope. Love. Yes. Any others? Open arms. Open arms. Amen. Safety. Safety. So good. Home is a place where you feel safe, where you feel protected, where there is shelter from the storms of life, as well as, of course, the, the literal storms and hurricanes and all of that. Where there is, like was said, there's love, there's warmth, there's open arms. And so as we're kind of coming to the end of camp, we've been talking about a lot of different things. I want to encourage you guys yet again. When you make Yeshua Lord of your life, 
And I mean, what, is, what does Lord of your life mean? It means he is your everything. You are all I want. You're all I have ever needed. When you make him Lord of your life, even in the midst of the chaos of this broken world, the homes that you're going back to that have maybe issues or struggles, even in the midst of all the mess, when you make Yeshua Lord of your life, God's presence becomes your home. It becomes your place of safety, of rest, of love, of comfort. I just want to read a couple verses really quick. God's presence becomes a place of safety. Psalm 4:8. In peace I will both lie down and sleep. For you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. God's presence becomes a place of protection. Psalm 32, 7. You, Lord, are a hiding place for me. You preserve me from trouble. You surround me with shouts of deliverance. God's presence becomes shelter. Proverbs 18, 10. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous man runs to it and is safe. God's presence becomes a place of peace. You keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Not in what the world has to say. He trusts in you. She trusts in you. God's presence becomes a place of comfort. Yeshua said, come to me all who labor, who are heavy laden, who are exhausted, who are worn out, who are tired. <laughs> come to me and I will give you rest. God's presence is a place where we can find love. The world says, you know, love is love. What does scripture have to say about love? But God showed his love for us that while we were still in rebellion against God, Yeshua died for us. So how do we enter God's presence? How do we enter this place of home? Any thoughts? Any ideas? How, do we, how can we enter his presence? Prayer. Prayer. Wonderful. Anyone else? Worship. Yes. Yes. Reading what? <laughs> yes. Yes, so good. That is important because when you are entering into worship, you're coming into his throne room and saying, God, I praise you. God, I honor you. God, I love you. When you're talking with him, like when you have a relationship with anyone, you've got to talk to them, right? You ever talk to someone that's not a relationship? And you're entering into his presence. That is when you can enter into home. And I just want to really make this clear. We prioritize what is important to us. How important is God in your life? You know, just think about it for a moment. Do we prioritize time with him? Do we prioritize having some time to worship, to pray? Prayer isn't just monologue where, okay, God, here's all the things I need help with or I want to talk, 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 which is good. Talk to him. But it's also listening. Like what was said in worship. God, let me hear your voice. Let me hear your voice. Can we just say something together? We're going to say, God, you are my home. When we're going back to our own homes, no matter what's going on, in the end, when we're going back to our, our, our classes, our schools, our workplaces, God, you are my home. So on the count of three, one, two, three. God, you are my home. Whew. just want to read one of the most famous psalms, but one of my favorites in closing. Close your eyes with me. And as I read this psalm, I just want you to kind of visualize, right? Imagine what is being read. Feel the shalom of God in this moment. Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. 
Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. My cup runs over the oil of your Holy Spirit. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord, in the presence of the Lord forever and ever. Dear Heavenly Father, we love you, we praise you, we honor you. Father, thank you for calling us as your children, your sons and your daughters, Father. As Peter spoke in Acts 2, as was prophesied in Joel, that you will pour out your Holy Spirit and your sons and your daughters will prophesy. They will have dreams, they will have visions. Father, I ask that you give your sons and your daughters dreams, visions, Father, of you. Father, thank you for speaking to their hearts even right now, God. The brokenness, the hurt, the pain, that you are doing heart surgery even right now and as they go home, Father. That they know that you are their home. In Yeshua's name, amen. Thank you.